Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Good morning, everybody. This is Camille, your host at Coffee Chat with Camille. For the name of our show today is basically, or I'm basically introducing executive producer and director of a movie. The name of the movie is Adeline, and I have Mala Patel, Jake Beard. I'm going to give you a brief bio about both of them. Mala. Who goes, excuse me, I hope I say her name right, Malati Patel, who goes by Mala, was born with her feet in Mumbai, but her heart is in America. The journey was challenging, but her feet helped her to build a strong belief in herself and the spirit needed to survive and thrive. After graduating from Mumbai University with a degree in engineering, her stories as an Indian are funny. Are inspiring and educational. Mama continues to satisfy her thirst for knowledge. She currently uses her pragmatic, business savvy, and unique perspectives to develop genuine, interesting, and socially relevant projects like her postpartum thriller, Adeline, and the dream series, The Mumbai Girl. Okay, that's um, Mala's bio. Now we're going to go to Jay Beard, who is I hope I say it right, Beard or Bird, was a director. Jake has been a horror junkie for as long as he can remember. He didn't make the jump to creating them until he was 38. After 13 years as a surgical technician at Kaiser Permanente, Jake decided to take deep and start creating this terrifying stories that had only lived in his head thus far. Born and raised in San Diego, Jake quickly started winning accolades at local film festivals, racking up a number of wins. He and his wife, Mala, or Malati, as producers, formed Jakala Productions. Jake has honed his craft while making short films and his debut feature, Adeline. With years of experience and decades of appreciation for the very style of film he's interested in creating. Jake has everything he needs to craft his own brand of horror filmmaking. Okay, and you can find the movie on Amazon and or Apple TV, and you can also find it by clicking on the Amazon.com link that is provided inside of the show notes. Okay, so I actually have both Mala and Jake in the waiting room. So let's invite them on into the studio and start our magnificent interview. Okay, one moment. All right, here we go. Hello, welcome, Mala and Jake. Hello. How are you? Hi, welcome. I'm so thrilled to have you on the podcast, and we have a little bit of questions to unpack and uh, have our audience familiarize themselves with you. So the first question I'd like to ask is, 
What was your background getting into the film industry? Actually, I didn't have a background in the industry at all. Um, I just something I taught myself as I went along making my films. And so that's pretty much my background was kind of self-taught. And for me, uh, I am an engineering graduate. My my actual uh, degree is in electronics and telecom, and that's the field I've worked in for for all these years. And so this journey has been pretty new to us. Both of us just new to the movie industry. Thank you so much. And then how did you decide that? Is it Adeline? Adeline? Is that how you pronounce the movie? Adeline, yes. Okay, so how did you decide that Adeline was as your first feature film? Well, we were looking for um, a topic that we could make it very uh, um, self-contained. And uh, minimal minimal uh, locations and actors and actresses, and so we had we had some friends that were just had a baby, and she was talking about how she went through postpartum depression, <clears throat> and she was talking about how it was really tough for her, and things got re- her thoughts got really dark, and that just got my mind thinking. And then fast forward, probably about a year later, when we decided to do this, we needed that that self contained idea, and so we just um, and that popped in my head, my like, oh, perfect. I mean, one location, minimal actors, and it just it just kind of fell into place. Okay, also wonderful. Add, also, to add to that, we were um, that that idea kind of stuck to us even after a year. We um, because we hadn't heard about anything like that before. Um, so it was kind of shocking to us that, hey, for a person who is, who's our friend, who's, who usually we've, who we've seen, who we know for a few years now, and, and doesn't, I mean, sometimes you feel like somebody probably does have some mental illness and still has a background of it, but we know for, a fact that this person was just going through pregnancy and that could cause such an instability in the in your mind it was um it was very mind boggling to us so even after a year we couldn't shake the idea of of the postpartum depression and i think that was the main motivator also to to stick to the topic Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you. And then, what were some of the obstacles you, and well, excuse me, what were some of the obstacles that you had faced as well as, lo- as well as the challenges while you were making the movie? Um, <clears throat> obstacles. <clears throat> obstacles. There wasn't very many. Um, we had a really small crew, so, and we all we all got along really well. Uh, but probably the biggest obstacle was um, uh, we had to do something for a, a, a budget constraint, which I'm not going to say what it is because it gives away the, the ending. But um, we, we were just moving so fast that we couldn't see the little 
the little problems that it created. And so when we went into post, we had noticed it. And so we said, look, this is something we have to address. And so we went back and we actually changed the ending to uh, help compensate for that for that budget constraint and this the ending we have now. So that was probably the biggest obstacle we ran into. <clears throat> and I think, I mean, um, like while doing the project, we did it. But if I look at it in an overall bigger scheme perspective, like apart from the fact that we are newbies, that we couldn't really, we were knocking on the doors, but we couldn't really get any funding. Obviously, we had not proved to anybody any, um, we, don't, we don't have a, a movie background. We don't have any accolades in movie business. So nobody was going to fund us. So we had to fund the movie ourselves. Apart from that, like, we also shot the movie in COVID. So there were there were some um, obviously constraints to, to the fact that the the crew had to be at one spot and we had to like all be masked up, uh, making sure that we're using sanitizers and stuff. It just adds an overload, the a thing that while you're running, trying to shoot the movie in 14 days, two weeks, you have to add that extra layer of, uh, of like making sure that everybody's safe. The, the good part is nobody felt sick. Uh, we were all fine. So that worked really well. But and the other thing was, like when you have budget constraints, you also sort of have to work with the crew who fits into your budget. So they might not come with with as much experience as you would like them to. But we got we like when you watch the movie, you you realize we got very lucky with with each and every person on our team they gave it their their 200 percent and it shows it shows on the on the movie oh, that's excellent so what lessons did you learn that you would take with you going forward into your next project lessons we learned um uh i think the the big part of our learning curve was um, the preparation that we did. I think we could have done a better job at just prepping ourselves a lot more, um, giving ourselves a little more time to prepare. Um, we, just, we just wanted, we were so excited to get done with the project, we kind of did not um in hindsight did not realize that we didn't prep as much as well as we should have um that's one and then on another side i think um i mean i mean and we also learned that movie making is as a creative process there are you have to you have to sort of program yourself in a way that not everything's going to go as planned. So you should be open. Like you said, you had to change the ending, which I had a hard time really digesting at that time that, hey, we were going to make a big shift from our original storyline. Um, but as a project, as art, you have to be open to to seeing those um, 
to be able to to sort of accommodate for those kind of changes and um and be open to 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 the change okay excellent and then what advice would you give people who want to take major risk to make their own first indie film Oh, the advice to make your own indie film, um, just go for it. Just do it. You don't really have an excuse. Um, you have camera, you have phones, have cameras, you have, uh, internet, you can get all your friends together, uh, to do it. So there's just really no excuse. Just go out and make it and, and keep going. Excellent. Thank you. And then what is the message or feeling you want your audience to take away from this film? <clears throat> oh, wow. Um, the feeling I want them to take away from this, uh, well, it is a thriller. It is a horror film, so it's – I'm going to a good question. I can take up. Go ahead. Right. Okay. So I think – and I, 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 the reason I have it is because somebody had asked me this before. I think what we are aiming to do is as far as postpartum depression is concerned, our, or at least my personal goal was to to create something that sort of is a front runner on if somebody says, what is postpartum depression? And that this becomes a benchmark to to showcase what a mother, a new mother goes through. It it just becomes that sort of a cult uh, following-based movie that, oh, this this whole suffering of a new mother, and you, it gives you like a front row seat into what happens in in a mother's brain and how 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 terrifying it could be. So it so. What we want for the movie is for it to get recognition to that level where where people under people sort of because half of the sex does not does not go through it. So for them to imagine what it would what it means to be that person, this movie shows you that. I I think for me as the director and, and the vision that I was trying to bring to the table um, and the type of films that I like to make. It just kind of goes, the feeling that I was trying to provoke was, it's something I say to a lot of people when I'm, for my films is, I don't want to scare you, I want to scar you. So I want this to, I want this to stick. I want you to go home and like, oh, wow, you're, like, you're thinking about this. But I think that's the feeling I want. I wanted you to remember. I, I wanted it to be scarred into your memory and that you just, you just can't shake the feeling. So I think that's what I was going after. Okay, thank you. What is the message or feeling you want your audience to take away from this film? And then also, is it difficult being a filmmaking team as well as a husband and wife? Yes, to all of it. <laughs> oh. um, well, the message we wanted to go across, there, there wasn't... 
it, it, it was, I didn't want this to be an educational film. That's not, that's not, that wasn't my intent. Um, yeah. But to to bring light to what things can happen, how bad things can turn, and how quickly they can turn uh, when you when you probably have a, a child and you start and you're kind of struck with this depression, um, just to be a little bit of a not aware, but just kind of understand what someone might be going through. <clears throat> and in terms of uh, being a um, being a couple and making films, yes, it is very hard and it is very challenging on every single level, and it can also bring problems. So just be aware of that. <laughs> All right, thank you for the advice. What is a funny experience you shared with the cast and or crew <laughs> during production? Oh, I, I got this one. Um, we were filming a scene where the character is kind of going crazy and she's throwing stuff on the floor and and, and uh, on the table there was a, a vase that we had bought. It was a breakaway vase, so it, it breaks very, very easily. And um, our actress, Sydney, is very, very talented and she never breaks character, ever. And during the scene, she was supposed to gra- grab the vase and throw it at the, the wall and it's supposed to shatter. I don't know how she did it, but she hit the wall with, like, I guess, the hardest part of the, the breakaway vase, and she knocked a hole into the wall. And she she completely broke character, and she looked back at me and was just, like, so shocked. And everybody was looking around, like, what in the world just happened right now? And there's this big hole in the wall, and it was just like, oh, my God, can, <laughs> we rented this Airbnb, and now we got to repair the wall. And it was just... We just well, I kind of just started giggling because it's like, how did this happen? <clears throat> and so to add to that, for for your audience to clarify, the breakaway was yeah. they are made out of sugar, so they're not glass. Like most of the times when you see in the movies, like if people are breaking glass stuff, they they it's it's a sugar thing, so that the <clears throat> so the shatters of the the glass, which even even after breaking, they look like glass, but they didn't they don't hurt you as much. So when you're using a breakaway glass in the movie, you're throwing a um, a sugar-based piece, so it's not hurting other people. And so in in hindsight, we are also expecting that, hey, it's not supposed to destroy this wall. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> it's a big hole in the wall, and Ali breaks the character. And yeah, it was the, it was just the whole day that day. Wow, yes. And, uh, okay, wonderful. The next question. What were your inspirations for the look and the feel of your film in terms of the story, the costuming, casting, music, or sound, etc.? Um, the inspiration, the, the one thing one thing that I, I told my, my director of photography when we're putting everything together, that the one feel that I was going after was I wanted to make sure the audience feels exactly what the character is feeling. So if she doesn't know what's real, I I don't want the audience to know what's real. If she knows what's real, I want the audience to know it's real. I want them to be just as confused and lost and, and dumbfounded as as she was. And so that was, that was the main, the main concern. I just want to make sure we take this audience on a ride and they feel exactly what she's feeling. And that was the 
that I said that from day one. And so that was kind of the feeling we were going after. We wanted to make sure the audience was not was feeling uneasy when they needed to feel uneasy and, and, and what, the, what in the world is going on. And so that that was what we were going after, the, the main the main feeling of being lost in, in the story as she was. And and I would add to that that you know when you when you take somebody on a ride of that nature, uh, Jake also did a really good job on on making sure that the end has a really good payoff. So like this whole eighty minutes or so, you're you're in this ride with the mother, all confused, all and then in the end, it just pays off. Everything just just unwinds itself and shows itself, and it pays off really well. So I'm I'm a really huge fan of the ending and how Jake put it together in the movie. Okay, wonderful. I can't wait to see the movie myself. But um, the next question is what projects are on your slate from the coming years? On the slate for what? Oh, in the coming years. What is oh, on the um, We have one in the works now. Um Give me one second, sorry. Okay, so we do have a one me and my writer, Jared uh, Brito, are, are working on now. Um, it's called The Jeweler. It's, it's set in 1999, uh, following... Uh, her, her mother's death, the young clairvoyant seeks out her only family that she has left, which is a 75-year-old Holocaust survivor uh, who she was never permitted to meet. Uh, but when she surprises her grandmother at her remote farmhouse, she learns dark secrets about her family tree and reawakens the wrath of the jeweler, the feared concentration camp Nazi who went missing in World War II. So that's the premise for what we're working on now. There's, and so on, on my side, I'm I'm working on a TV series called The Mumbai Girl, which you guys heard about in the in, in the introduction. It's um it's a TV series that gives you sort of a, a raw a view into what it is like to grow up uh, in in an Indian atmosphere, uh, wherein wherein you're you're expected as a as as this generation's woman, you're expected to uh, to be this working woman, but then you're also expected to follow all of the traditional um, requirements of being um, a, a submissive, a very obedient um, a daughter. And so it's it's and and Indian families, if you if you know this, we, the joint family culture is very very prevalent in India. Like you, you live with your parents even though you're making money and and stuff. So the, the joint family culture sort of brings it, itself with this funniness from your aunts and your uncles. And so it's a it's a dramedy of uh, of um, of a of a young woman. Uh, who's trying to figure out her love life while living in India. All right, thank you. And then I have one last question. What is your favorite coffee or hot beverage? Um, my favorite beverage? Uh, probably hot chocolate. 
Chocolate. Is, Excellent. Oh, Indian. Mine is Indian tea. The Indian tea mm-hmm. is, and not the tea that you you get here, but like in India, yeah. you make tea with a lot of milk, and you heat up tea, uh, like you boil the tea for some time, and then you add milk and sugar to it. And so uh, my mom, you sometimes add ginger and um, some chai masala to it. But the, another mm-hmm. antidote is that the, when you call chai tea, chai is actually, the word chai is a Hindi word, which means tea. So when you say chai tea, you're literally saying tea tea. So I do like chai. Like that's, that's my right? favorite. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you both so, so much for coming on the show. And um, did you want to uh, just leave any type of social media handles for the listeners so they can also um, check you out even more, check the movie out as well? The movie is available on on all the platforms, uh, uh, all major platforms okay. on Amazon, on iTunes, on YouTube, on Google Play, on Voodoo. Um um, the movie handle is Adeline the movie on Instagram and and others. So okay, okay, all right. Thank you again. Yeah, uh-huh. Jake, did you want thank to say something? Having- thank you. That was a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Great. You're my first, my first uh, uh, husband and wife. And also a director, producer together on my show. So this has been a thrill for me personally and also both for my listeners as well. But thank you so much for sharing um, about your movie. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> tell my family, tell everybody. But, um, yes, but um, I just want to thank you both so very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Camille. You're welcome. Was- uh-huh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, everyone. That was the wonderful couple, Mala and Jake. Mala Patel and Jake Beard, or Bird. Um, As I said, as I just stated, and I hope that you all worldwide... um, are listening, but this is a new movie coming out, and the premise is based on uh, a woman going through postpartum depression in part, right? And I just, as I'm listening, excuse me, to to the director, to the executive producer, to the both of them, I was I was uh, just getting so like, oh my god, I want to see this movie, you know, because I'm a huge movie buff. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be in movies and work on stage and all that good stuff. But I will say this. um, I just really want to always say this to you as an audience and listeners to please support our creatives and go out and enjoy yourself. They are providing us some entertainment Okay, Um, maybe a horror thriller, but we know there's a massive genre out here for that. And uh, this sounds quite original, may I add. So what I do want to say is, again, thank you to um, Mala and to Jake. The movie is named 
Adeline, spelled A-D-A-L-Y-N-N. You know, I forgot to uh, ask them about the release date, but uh, you can find it. I found it. It's on IMBD, and also you can, wait, I hope I'm saying that correctly one moment. Uh, Adeline, no, I apologize. It's Adeline spelled A-D-A-L-Y-N-N, themovie.com, okay? And um, you can go right here and you'll be able to read all about it. It's a wonderful website. All right, so I'm going to say have a happy Saturday. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee Chat with Camille. You can go to coffeechatwithcamille.com in order to listen to all episodes, including this one. Everyone, please be safe out there and have a wonderful weekend. Bye for now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.